Hey everybody, welcome to Bitchin' Brew, a podcast about music, life and everything in between. I'm Danny Randon, I'm your host as ever, and this is part two of episode 37, which you may have noticed at this point is part two of the 2000 Trees 2019 special. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm going to keep this intro uh, quite brief because I'm, I'm speaking to you on the assumption that you are listening to this particular podcast because you've already listened to part one and you don't need another essay from me at this point about how 2000 Trees is the best festival on the planet. Of course it is, but you don't need to hear me say it again. You already know at this point. Um, Of course, if you haven't listened to part one yet, it is available to listen back to and I would wholeheartedly encourage you to do so because it features some amazing chats I have backstage at Trees with the St. Pierre Snake Invasion, uh, Petrol Girls, Merle and Foxjaw. Um, On this episode, however, I'm going to be chatting to three more brilliant bands who played 2000 Trees this year and those bands are Delaire the Lawyer, Sewer and Brutus um, in that order actually and I'll tell you a little more about each band as we go along Um, starting with Delaire the Lawyer. Now this bright young two-piece are from London. They are Finn Collie and Joey Brayshaw on guitars and vocals and then drums respectively. Um, This year was their first year at 2000 Trees. They played the new stage along with a bunch of other awesome up-and-coming bands on the Saturday. Now, these guys first got my attention last year with their debut EP, which is called Not Punk Enough, which is something we discuss in the chat you'll be hearing very shortly. Uh, But they've also brought us some cracking singles this year, and um, I'm very excited to hear... Uh, what's next for them. Now, before we go into that, just wanted to say another very quick shout to Purity Brewing Co., who are essentially fueling this podcast by very kindly hooking me and my guests up with some cans of their delicious craft beverages. Uh, Purity Brewing Company, they were the official uh, 2000 Trees beer partner this year. Uh, They've been going since 2005. They're a a renowned name in the UK craft beer scene at this point. And if you don't believe me when I say just how good their beer is, then you need to head over to puritybrewing.com, buy some beer and wind your fucking neck in because Purity Brewing Co. make great beer with real character. And of course, I thank them very much for the free beer over the weekend. Uh, Now that that cheap plug is out of the way, uh, let's get stuck into what you all came here for, starting with my backstage uh, interview with Finn and Joey, who are collectively known as Delaire the Liar. And Joey from Delay the Liar, welcome to Mitch and Brew. Cheers. Thank Cheers. You. Thank you as ever to Purity for their uh, lovely beverages. Thank you, Purity. Uh, Joey, you went for the bunny hop parallel, the unfiltered parallel, I should say. Uh, just just because you felt like kicking it off with a 3.5. Nice nice and easy. Yeah, at this time of day, after last night, uh, 3.5 is probably like the most I can manage. I'm getting stuck in. Yeah, yeah you're getting stuck. You've gone for the unfiltered yeah. lager, the lawless. The lawless. Which um, I love lawless. 
I've had it before in pubs and it comes in a massive like glass tankard. Oh, excellent. It makes me feel very powerful. Yeah, there is literally no filter all the way through to no, the glass. No, no chill. No, no chill. chill. No chill. No kind of, yeah, exactly. Being, being Londoners, you must, because I understand that you both sort of quite avid craft beer fans, uh, Tom, Tom was saying. Um, you, you must get a pretty good like share being Londoners of you know the craft beer spots in the yeah. big city. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's very expensive though. I mean, Joe, but Joey works for a brewery, so yeah. there we I go. Mean, oh, excellent. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think it really stems from like I've just worked in beer for like a really long time, mm. um, and then vicariously through me, Finn has also loved, uh, learned to love beer. Exactly. I like juicy beer. Who knew? <laughs> who knew? Who knew I wanted juice in my beer? Me. Yeah, I know now. There was a really good beer I tried recently. I'm in. I, I live in Portsmouth. Oh, okay. And there's a really good uh, like microbrewery down there called Make Make. Okay. Um, but it's uh, spelt Make Make. Anyway, yeah. uh, they had this. I can't remember the name, but they had this Graf inspired beer. So Graf is like. It's kind of where cider came from. It was like proto cider, like the mixture of fruit juice and beer. Yeah. Like apple juice and yeah. and sort of um, yeah, and beer, and uh, just made this like amazing juicy beer that was just. Deli- I'm trying to remember the name, but Signals from the Cosmos. That was what it was called. Cool, go beer check boy. Get in there. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Signals from the Cosmos. Do you want to shout out the brewery you work for? Uh, yeah. So I work for a little uh, microbrewery in Hackney. East London. Uh, they're called Deviant and Dandy. Nice. Um, yeah, it's almost as much of a mouthful as Delaire the Liar, funnily enough. Mm. Um, but yeah, like it's a super like <laughs> super small little brewery just like under the arches. Um, there's only like five members of staff that even work there. But, yeah, it makes a good bit. Awesome, awesome. I mean, well, you've got a collaboration with Run the Jewels, which is very whoa. sick indeed. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I like those collaboration beers. And, you yeah. know, Signature Brew did a really good one with Alt J. I remember they did yeah, the, the Brew cool, IPA yeah. that was had like uh, juniper berries and like um, basically just a bunch of gin botanicals in it. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what that was called yeah. now. Um, it, was beer. Uh, it was called Absolutely No Worries. That's it. That's yeah. it. Absolutely. <laughs> it had a very good sort of G&T mouthfeel. Yeah. It yeah. was lovely. Yeah, I mean, the Signature Brew guys are absolutely great. Like, it's a bit of a shame that they um, couldn't be here for 2,000 trees, because they were supposed to be, but they're moving over to a new brewery now at the moment. Yeah, so yeah. they had to like, pull out. Um, that sucks, because those guys are so cool. Like, the beer that they make is so good as well. Yeah. I'd, uh, I can't remember the name of the sour beer that I had last year. But I think it was, I had a pint poured by one of the members of Hell is for Heroes. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I didn't recognise him, I felt really bad. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, they were away for a long time, man. Yeah, that but they were himself. great. They, they were, were they, they, uh, at the back, uh, I don't know. But yeah, they were away for a long time. Don't yeah. any stuff. They were ace. Um, so it's been uh, gone like what about eight nine months now since uh, Not Punk Enough came out. Uh, just over, over a year. year. Just yeah. over a year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it came over in June. Wow, fuck. I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. It kind of just came out and it's like, oh wow, there's the EP. That yep. was like, you know, it was all very sudden. I, I don't really like to usually ask the typical interviewer question about like um, titles and the like find it a bit corny but I must ask where that kind of not punk enough thing came from because the release of it felt pretty punk yeah I mean um, uh, uh, I suppose that like the the idea behind it is is kind of um, the word punk is like interchangeable and also kind of unimportant mm. um, the way that we kind of write deals a lot with with kind of like uh, mental health, mental well-being, and kind of making sure that 
all of the kind of the things you subscribe to don't actually kind of quantify who you are as a as a person. So the idea of being not punk enough is completely fucking like irrelevant. Like yeah. it doesn't matter how punk you are, it's about kind of like the attitude how you take things, how you perceive life and your attitude to go out and get it. Like yeah. doesn't matter what <laughs> what kind of like background or how you kind of perceive yourself. Like there are plenty of people that say that we're not a punk band. There are plenty of people that say we're not a bloody pop band. You know, but the thing is it doesn't matter how you kind of like pigeonhole this. It's all it's semantics. Gonna, isn't yeah, it? exactly. It's all semantics. It's all idiosyncrasies. It's all just kind of like we're just going out and achieving how we want to achieve mm. rather than being dictated by a particular kind of like or a particular um, algorithm yeah. or like formula like it doesn't matter what the people have done before you you can be influenced by people and you can recognise those influences and stuff like that but mm. that doesn't define what's to come Yeah, it never will you know you can't dig the past doesn't dictate the future it never will do like that's it can influence but it won't tell you what's coming next mm. so the idea of what punk was in the 70s compared to what it is now yeah. you know I mean it's a v- two very different like batting cages mm. um, so the idea of trying to kind of like subscribe or adhere to a particular set of rules that constituted punk back then now seems fucking absurd but people still yeah. try and do that or try and hold you by the same rules hold you to the same standards and um, it's stupid it's stupid it's stupid it's stupid for anyone to kind of feel like they're not enough because they're not subscribing to what came before them yeah and that's yeah that was that was the kind of thought well I suppose the idea that kind of ideal has carried over into you just put out a single this week actually this week, yeah um, or last week if you're you are listening to this like the week after right. <laughs> last week you put yeah. out a new single our house yeah. to church um, you, you kind of uh, when you put it out you said that the song's about ownership and, um, and and feeling welcome in your own home and I suppose that's it's quite odd really isn't it you know talking about mental health and it, it's it's so weird how like when you're feeling anxious or feeling sort of depressed or whatever mm. that you can't even feel like comfortable in yeah. the place where you should feel the most comfortable and I suppose it's just yeah. why are we why are we trying to put on this sort of facade of everything's okay, everything's fine, when literally we could be just completely on our own in our living room, like, this is where you should just to- totally yeah. be able to shed any sort of, um, any, any sort of mask of, uh, of everything's okay. Yeah, um, the idea of that is like there's a lot of pressure to separate the bad parts of yourself mm. and say that like, I've had a lot of experience where either myself or, or or people that I'm very close to have been like, I wasn't well then, that wasn't me. And it's like, that makes me kind of like act that way. Yeah. And pushing those parts out of you is very kind of like... Um, it's quite toxic, isn't it? It's, it's, it's toxic. It's, it's like separating apart. It's, it's all coming from you. It's all your energy. It's all your power. Do you know what I mean? Like... If you can kind of like harness that and redirect it in a way that is kind of productive for yourself rather than kind of like negative and trying to split your brain in half. Mm. Imagine what you imagine what you could do with that. Like something that made you feel so isolated, so alone, is so potent. Mm. 
imagine if that was kind of like focus somewhere that serves you rather than works against yeah. you. So by kind of like saying ownership and 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 all parts of you are welcoming your own house. It's like it's it's don't deflect or try and disassociate yourself from those parts of your brain that makes you feel like that yeah. because they're still yours you know they're still parts of your brain that make you feel like that try and kind of redirect that attention to the bad to the good yeah like that's the kind of the, that's the, the message it's all formative experiences isn't it you know people can say as much as they want oh, I wish that didn't happen but it's the kind of the butterfly effect really you know it, it kind of eventually makes you a a better person yeah. so why would you go oh that wasn't me that wasn't of course it was you like yeah. you know it just may not necessarily have been something that you liked but it's happened exactly. so you know just yeah. try and, and that's the thing about people trying to like like or people trying to kind of um, present themselves in a way that's perfect all the time like no one is like we all fuck up like we yeah. all kind of like have that kind of side of ourselves that we're not or have made these choices that mean that we won't ever make those same choices again. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's all very, yeah, it's a very formative and very kind of like, mm. we're all very malleable kind of like beings as as people, I yeah. think. You know, it's important to kind of hold on to those and recognize them for what they are and move forward kind of like accordingly and effectively. Like, yeah, so that was the kind of, that was the, the idea of ownership is that he's not kind of dissociating from those parts of yourself that maybe you don't like, but harnessing what you don't like about them and trying to present it in a way that you do. Yeah. Or like try and move forward in a way that means that you won't make those kind of like same mistakes or those same feel that way about yourself again. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's your first time at 2000 Trees. Yes. Have you been here all weekend? Uh, no, we got here yesterday. Who, who did, did you, I assume you were kind of out there seeing as many bands as possible. Or? Yeah, basically. We had a bit of a nightmare really because like we were supposed to pick up all of our gear in the morning and then like get here in time for the first bands and everything. And then we ended up locked out of the place where uh, all of our gear was. Oh, excellent. For like two hours. Two hours yeah. yeah, so uh, we ended up missing a few bands, but we made it here. Um, we got to. Straight to Gadgetway. Yeah, literally got oh, here. Oh, Gadgetway. Straight, straight to Gadgetway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, um, I think I'm still reeling from Cancer Bats yesterday, to be honest. <laughs> they big, were just big fucking set. amazing. Yeah. And I was like, it got to about 35 minutes, 40 minutes into the set, and I was just like, this is amazing. What I would really like at this point is a little bit of Bat Sabbath. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've not seen them do Bat Sabbath before. I've only ever, yeah. you know, it's been a minute since I saw them at Slam Dunk, but that was kind of like a half hour set, so just playing the yeah. hits. And that was like kind of the first full length Bat set I'd seen in a long old time. I was like, really hope they do some Sabbath. Yeah. And then they ended on Warpix, and I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Um, you're playing the Heavy Music Awards. Yeah. Which is which is sick. It's really kind of become okay, a cheers to that. that cheers, is, cheers. Get them off. Um, the forum. Yeah. I mean, yeah, speaking of cancer, forum. that's obviously because you're going to be sharing the stage yeah, with them. Yeah. yeah. Um, Watching them last night, I was just like, I've never been the one. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> when you see a band that is so kind of like, yeah, gripping. Yeah. As ca- as as cancer bats, you're just like. Okay. I mean that that whole bill is is going to be a lovely lovely night. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's you and Nova Twins and Loathe and uh, and Cancer Bats yeah. and that's that stage the Kentish Town Forum. I mean it's it's steeped in so much history and I, you, I'm sure like myself you've seen loads of 
just legendary, iconic yeah. bands on that stage. I saw Ash point. play there, baby. Oh, <laughs> burn, mate. baby, burn. Was it the Free All Angels in its entirety or something? It was like, honestly, it was like last year, I think. Oh, I it was like a, re- it was like they're, a. They're my favourite band. Are they? They're my favourite band. I, you know, yeah. I met Tim a couple of times. I, I work in a music shop in in Central London that makes fuzz pedals, and he's a big fan of the fuzz pedals, so he's come in here and there. Mm. That is like, yeah, it's yeah, he's a very lovely, lovely guy. Also, he does like bloody Mai Tai kickboxing. Does he? Yeah. Mai Tai? Mai Tai. Mai Tai is a cocktail. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, my wires crossed. I'd like to try Muay Thai. I'd like to try, my knee's fucked, so I can't, yeah. do, I can't do it just yet. Because I don't do my exercises. So you settle for a Mai Tai? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Okay. I, I, I was heading towards trying Muay Thai and then just ended up drinking Mai Tais instead. Yep. Mai Tai in the meantime. <laughs> uh, so before, before you go, um, I must uh, ask each of you to partake in our bitching question generator. Let's go. All right, um, so obviously being here at 2000 Trees, uh, I will ask each of you to pick a number between 1 and 2000. Okay. Okay. Who wants to go first, Joey? Uh, I'm gonna go for 203. 203. What's the worst thing you've ever put in your mouth? Uh, the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth is a. Uh, it wasn't my idea, but someone <laughs> else, someone else's earwax. <laughs> oh, that's bitter. It was bitter. Yeah, that was the. Primary tasting though. Yeah. Um, That's fucking horrible. I did not know that was a thing that had happened. Yeah, it wasn't a good time. No. Did it though. Did it. Yeah. Proud of you. No regrets. Exactly. <laughs> a fit. formative experience. Exactly. You know? This is what we're talking Take about. Ownership. Ownership of the earwax. Um, Finn, yes. one, at one and two thousand. Pick a number somewhere between the two. I'll go for sixteen hundred and ten. 1673, not 10, fuck 10. 1673, well it would have been the same question. I've okay. written 2,000 questions. I've I was curious. It. I've done it in increments of 100. Okay, yeah. got you, right. Um, and not a single person has said 666 or 69 this weekend, so you know. I was going to that. You know what, thought, we're all failures, we're all letdowns. I'm it, sorry. It's only what happened, it's, it's just what happened last year. Yeah. <laughs> Every single person was like six. I just, I wrote down 20 questions and asked like four of them across the weekend. Um, yeah, if you had the power to shrink any object to a pocket size so you could carry it around with you, yeah. what which item would it be? Can you re-enlarge it afterwards? Yeah, of course you can. Okay, let's you, go. You can shrink and enlarge as you as you please. Fuck it, why not? Okay. Alright. Um, Just because it's kind of like pertinent to where, to where we are, my amp head. I <laughs> would save a lot of trouble. Fucking so heavy. I've got a seventies Fender basement. Okay. And it is built like a tank. But that's. But my rule is, the heavier it is, the better it sounds. But if I could <laughs> shrink that down to pocket size, just boop, pop it in there, and then re-enlarge it back when it's start, when it's fucking showtime. There we go. That's it. Excellent. That's what I'd very say. practical answer. It's a very practical answer. That's, that's a very good way of going about it, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, um, <laughs> I used to do roading for my dad's gigs, and he's a bassist. Yeah. And he's got the big Trace Elliott cab. That fucking thing yeah. kills. Well, it sounds good, right? The heavier it is, the better it sounds. Yeah, I hate to admit it. 
Fuck you, Dad. It's fucking bats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Joan, Finn, good luck for your set today. Um, I don't know why I'm cheers. going for a handshake. Let's go cheers. for a cheers. Clink, 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 clink. Cheers. Excellent start to the podcast, if I, if I may say so myself. That was Finn and Joey from Delare the Liar. They had some really cool and important things to say, if you ask me, and uh, I think that came across for sure. So uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Go and check out the two singles they put out this year, Our House is a Church, uh, which you heard a bit of just now, and One of Us is the Killer. Um, and uh, if you like massive bangers with meaning, then also go and check out their uh, their debut EP, Not Punk Enough, uh, which is uh, out now via Crooked Noise Record. It obviously had been out much longer than I thought, as we found out. And um, and like I mentioned, they are playing the Heavy Music Awards, which are taking place at the O2 Forum in Kentish Town in London next month. Now, before we head over to say hello to Sir, just want to remind you uh, to subscribe to Bitchin' Brew, because uh, although this is part two of two, uh, for my compilation of backstage chats from Trees, uh, we've still got to talk about the actual sets from the bands, which I'll be doing uh, with my Bitchin' Review co-host Brad Thorne very, very, very soon. Uh, I know you probably would like to hear that now, and I'd love to tell you now about all the excellent bands I saw. However, Brad and I decided uh, we would record it after I got back from my holiday, which I'm actually on right now. If you, As you listen to this... Um, which means that this, what what you're hearing right now, my voice is recorded way in advance, uh, just because I'm not taking my fucking mic with me or doing any editing on holiday. Um, I genuinely need some time off at this point. As much fun as I've had with this, it's been exhausting. Uh, so yeah, subscribe on whatever platform you use to stream podcasts. And if you can't find Bitch and Brew on your desired platform and you had to go elsewhere to subscribe it, somewhere, you know, slightly out of your comfort zone, just hit your boy up. I'm on social media and I'll, I'll see what I can do to bring Bitch and Brew to your to your pre- uh, preferred podcast platform. God, try and say that while drunk. Uh, right, next band. And again, as champions of new music, uh, Bitch and Brew, a.k.a. me, uh, welcomed another young band who appear to be on the cusp of something massive. Uh, the band's name is Sur. That's S O. E-U-R, um, but the O and the E are joined together. It's it's a French ligature. Um, but anyway, uh, 2000 Trees this year was an eventful weekend for Sir uh, because they played two full band sets on opposite ends of the weekend. They opened the cave stage on the Thursday and then they made their main stage debut on the Saturday. Um, step, they were stepping in for culture abuse, I should mention who sadly couldn't make it um, across the pond for trees. But, you know, Sir took the opportunity and and they definitely used it to their advantage. And uh, if you've not heard them yet, they are a three-piece, once again, from the 
burgeoning alternative scene in Bristol, which I feel like we've been championing across this special. Um, and they evoke all sorts of, of 90s alt-rock vibes while still sounding uh, fresh and, and contemporary. And when I say 90s alt-rock, I don't mean the sort of the 90s bands that a lot of the bands are taking cues from about these days. Um, as, as great as those bands are, with, when it comes to Sir, I'm talking more along the lines of you know, artists like PJ Harvey and the Breeders, some, you know, some super angular shit as well. And and that's super refreshing to hear. So um, so this is a chat with all three members of Surt. That's uh, Tina Maynard and Anya Pulver, who share vocal and guitar duties. And then James Collins, who is the, the sticksmith of the band, the drummer. Um, this one was super fun. It was actually the last one I recorded of the weekend. Um, and it was really cool to get to know the band, you know, a little better just before the release of their new EP, which is called No Show. Um, so let's get into it, shall we? This is Tina, Anya, James, collectively known as Sir, having a chat with yours truly backstage at 2000 Trees. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. I mean, it, not many bands get to say that they played two full band sets at the very least over the weekend. Some people get to say they do play like a full band set and then one in the forest, yeah. but not two full band sets over the weekend. And I don't think anyone ever gets to say that they did those kind of on opposite ends of the festival yeah. in more ways than one doing it on the cave stage and then all the way over on the main stage. Um, but you guys did it, and congratulations. I am joined, of course, by uh, Anya, Tina, and James uh, from Sewer. Uh, welcome to Bitch and Brew. Hello, Hello. nice to meet D- you. Did I say that right? Sewer. 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 It's what? French. You can add an accent. Oh, right, yes, like. of course, for sister, right? Yeah. Lovely. Um, what's what's the grossest mispronunciation you've heard? Sour. Yeah, sour. Sour. Sewer. Sewer. Yeah. Sewer's like, yeah. But sour's just like so wrong. Sewer? You know? How yeah. do you, sewer? Online said, so you are. So you are. So, so you are. It's not too bad. I think so you are. Yeah. Sewer's so my least. Yeah. Oh, sour's my least. I've heard soya as well. Soya? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. But that's like a that's a really bad mispronunciation. I think so. All right. Still. Yeah. So I mean, we can't even pronounce it right. I think it's French people go like, why are they taking the piss out of other people's? I think we're happy for it to be up to like people's own interpretation. There we go. Yeah. It means sister. It's more yeah. alive. You want to add a bit yeah. of a swing to it? <laughs> I mean, is this, is this your third 2000 trees in a row? Is it second or third now? Yeah, third. Third. Excellent. Um, how, how has your weekend been in comparison to sort of previous years? It's been more on it. Yeah. Less partying. Well, oh, really? I fainted last night. <laughs> uh, tell, tell me more. Um, he was dehydrated. Just there was dehydrated. Nothing oh, that okay. special. Yeah, <laughs> it was really hot. It was really dry here. Dehydrated. I was watching Cancer Bats. Oh, they were and, fantastic, uh, weren't they? They were so fantastic that I just couldn't take any more. <laughs> I, I went into shutdown mode and had to. Yeah, some friends carried me out. Oh wow. Can of coke later. Absolutely fine. Right as rain. Right as rain. Right, right in time for the silent disco. Yeah, that I could hear from my van as I was going to sleep. Yeah, yeah. I could hear. <laughs> we all had really. We all had early nights last night. Did you not do any of the silent disco this no. weekend? No, no, not I mean, yet. It, it's not too late. Yeah, yeah no. Saturday night, night, party night. You know? It is. Um, they may play some Wigfield. I don't know. 
I'd like for them to What's play Saturday, Saturday night on Saturday night. Saturday night. Night dance, the way you move. And I know the dance routine. Yeah, exactly. And I know the dance routine as well, so it'd be great. Oh my god. Although the trick. Do you want to show us? Please. Are you, yeah, what, you're going to do that tonight? Prove it. If will, that comes on. So the trick with the silent disco <laughs> is like you have to do it, do it with a friend, yeah? Kind of have to be in on it together. Is you change to the other channel that no one else is listening to at the time, that none of your mates are listening to, and you start doing the dance for the Macarena. <laughs> Whatever song is playing on the other channel, you have to start doing the Macarena because everyone then just scrambles for that to change the channel and realise it's just like, it's just MCR or something, basically. Or like Panic at the Disco and you're just doing the Macarena to it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to talk to you guys about No Show. It's coming out on September 23rd. Um, especially excited after hearing uh, Do What I Want, your latest single. Um, I was wondering if you could go into the meaning of the song a little bit, because I understand it's about sort of giving yourself the, the time and effort and sort of self-love in a way after after being in a, like a problematic relationship. Is that? Well, like even even if that's not always exactly it's about like the fact that that's what you've taken from it is enough like mm. actually yeah it, it means something different to me and Anya yeah so like, what does it mean specifically <laughs> it means different like for me it meant like like there, there comes a point where you can compromise too much in a relationship mm. that's basically what it meant for me and like right. actually it's okay to just be like I can't do it like how you want me to do it mm. and that's fine whereas for Anya it's yeah, like I just like abandoned the idea of compromising relationships <laughs> at all. Like I just <laughs> no compromise. I was just like, no. Nah, whatever. However, if you don't want to align with what I'm doing, then I'll just fuck. Basically. <laughs> um, and that was just early. <laughs> encapsulated that part of my life, I guess, and like exploring polyamory and things like that, and finding it really difficult to sit with that yeah. in society. But then it, the song sort of flips around at the end, and it's like, oh, oh, well, if you want me, like. Actually, everyone has that kind of longing to be loved and not want to be like to, be, to make that compromise for something. Yeah, yeah everyone wants to, you know, wants to love someone to the deepest, you know. We could go anyway. On. We could <laughs> um, go really. James, what does it mean for you? Drums. For me, it means drums. Yeah, <laughs> drums. Um, <laughs> drums, not dreams. I always, I'm always like in the music world when, it, when we're writing songs. Yeah. So, I don't really pay much attention to the lyrics. I'm just like purely there for the music. You can't hear them. You can't really hear them unless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did ask him once if he wanted to know the lyrics, yeah. and he's just like, "No, I'm alright." Yeah, for me, cool. <laughs> I think I just wanted. It felt like we needed a really cool kind of upbeat song. Yeah. Um, well, I heard it earlier. I was having a lovely sit down on the grass on the main yeah. stage earlier. It sounded huge. It's a bit because oh, it's a bit you. like. No Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of has a, a, a thicker and sort of like heavier, almost quite grittier sound compared to your previous work. So, would you say that was a pretty accurate reflection of where you all were kind of creatively coming off the back of the fight EP? Well, it's really weird that you say that because like our last EP was more raw. We recorded it more. Do you mean do what I want as a single? Yeah, or, yeah. Or when like live. Um, a bit of both, really. Uh, what? Okay. What's the question? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> Do you not get why I asked that? He said it was more thicker, so I was wondering whether yeah, it was no, recorded yeah, or on stage. Yeah, our first uh, fight EP was very like we recorded it like, in a really raw fashion, and it sounds really. So you do know what I'm on about? Like, yeah, no, yeah. Always oh, like, yeah, yeah, fucking with me. Whereas the latest EP, the Do What I Want Is On, is a 
in our eyes, it's more of like a polished sound. Mm. Uh, we spend a lot more time working on guitar tones and like getting the room sounding right for drums, and there's a lot more focus on that. So, in terms of audio, like we think the new EP is less gritty and less like raw. Right, okay. It's a bit more like polished. Mm. But from a songwriting point of view, I don't know if it's more raw. Or from seen a live stage mean point it can't of view, be heavier you as still well. play it with a good oh, amount yeah. of oomph. Though. Well, you you got to give us the beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, you are going out on tour with St Agnes as yeah. well, so yeah, you know you, they old, seem pretty young. like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I I, I, I like dirty riff face. Yeah, yeah, you do screw face yeah, to them yeah. all the time, like. So I think there'll be plenty of that. Yeah, I, think so. I don't know why I was doing the screw face on an audio format because the people can't no one see, can see it. you. They can no. feel it. But the mm. thing is, they all understand. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does a screw face sound like? Filth. Like. I don't think oh. you can do it with your voice. Mm, no. It's one of those like imaginary sounds. I think yeah. if you started grunting while enjoying the band, <laughs> maybe like think a little bit. And they put those fucking bass on. Yeah. If someone was in the crowd going like, the distortion. Yeah. Well, I was doing play it, I'm kind of putting it off. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm moving to the other side of the venue yeah. now. Can the guy who's grunting in the crowd, can you please stop? <laughs> yeah, well, thank goodness your screw face doesn't. It doesn't sound like anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I actually have a bit of a personal connection with St Agnes. Have you met the guys before? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Uh, their drummer, Andy, is... Um, I'm originally from West Sussex, and he's a sort of uh, like around the Horsham area, so near, near to Gatwick Airport and Brighton okay. and that sort of area. And uh, he was one of the judges on a, a drum uh, solo competition that I did in my school, in secondary school. So I know Andy quite well. So if you say you spoke to Danny from Bitch and Brew, you well on your drum set, Yeah, I, I won. So <laughs> I won. Yeah. there you go. Yeah, drop the mic. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I won. Yeah. No, that's yes. how good friends. And they they are fantastic live. So I guess you kind of have to you have to warm people up by giving yeah. it that giving it full welly. Yeah, definitely. How, how long how long have you all been playing together in a band? Have you played in bands beforehand or? Yeah, uh, like yeah we all came from the first thing that various kind of musical on. backgrounds, I guess. Mm. Uh, playing as a band, like three and a half years maybe now. And yeah. um, and Anya and Tina, how, how did you kind of discover that you could both kind of be lead vocalists and, and kind of overlap each other? Because when, when a band has two lead vocalists, they kind of like take turns, whereas you guys are just sort of constantly overlapping each other with the harmonics. So when did you kind of discover that you you could do that and make it sound like, so good. That's the reason why we started. That Straight was from the womb. What, it was, yeah, it was like, literally, it was that be was that. what we would do and everything else was like mm. almost second. It was like, dual friend, no one's a lead. We just sat on kind of, and then dual. And then yeah, just pop music and then everything else came out. Like okay, a big jousting yeah. competition. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, <laughs> no, fencing, <laughs> fencing. <laughs> No, 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 no. Like you guys run back and then like run forward and then run back, but all in a line. That's what we're doing. I don't know why I just did that. Songs are written about fencing, fencing matches. It's, yeah, sir, a fencing match between Tina and Anya. Oh, we should do music put that on the Put that on the sticker for the CD. We need it. Written by yourselves. It isn't accredited to a publication. It's just, Sir says that Sir or a, a fencing match between <laughs> Tina just and Anya. Take the Sir says. <laughs> just the quote. So, um, uh, No Show, as we said, coming out in September, it's your third EP in as many years. Do you do you kind of believe in that slow burn approach, or is it, you know, you'd rather put all the energy just into the songs that you have in that time as opposed to, you know, working on a full-length album? 
Well, we I guess we just haven't got to the point where we feel like we want to spend a substantial amount of time like working on an album. So like recently it's just been like we write songs and it just so happens that when we have like five or six that we could go and record it, it's probably about time that we right. should release something. Yeah. So and by the time we've written five doing. songs, it's like yeah, because like, yeah. we haven't done anything for like yeah. six months or whatever, so it's like, oh, we, I like we really need to our like, initial, get on this. Like, the plan for the year is very different to actually how it has worked out. Yeah. So, yeah. We were hoping to have had like an album written by now, mm. kind of. And but that's still on the cards, right? Yeah, it's, oh, yeah definitely. I think it's been on the cards like from day one, but yeah. we'd rather wait until we feel ready. Don't want to rush into it in perhaps, but... Yeah. I won't tell people are ready. To yeah, there's, there, I think there's well. something out there. So I, I like that. I just got to write it. We just got to do our bit now. Again, I do like that idea of a quality over quantity approach. It, it sort of would be better than sort of having yourself spread more thinly across yeah. across more tracks. Yeah. So um so yeah. Well, before you go, um I must ask each of you to partake in our bitching question generator. Mm. Um, we are here at 2000 Trees, of course, so I need to have each of you pick a number between 1 and 2000. <laughs> who, wants to, who wants to go first? 1988. 1988. Um, what are the unwritten rules of the van when you're on the road? Unwritten rules of the van? Yeah. Like, what is absolutely forbidden if it's not, like, on a sign on the window of the van? Oh, okay. Like, literally nothing. We can yeah. do whatever we want. In the Anything. <laughs> yeah. We do what we want. We do whatever we want. <laughs> Jim wants to take shit in the van. Jim takes a shit in the van. I'm that's pretty sure happened. in one of my vans, uh, disclaimer, that's never happened. in a bottle. It's fine. Uh, I threw a cup of someone's piss out of the van once. It went back on you. It went in my hair. Yeah. And on my face. I did, yeah. <laughs> well, that's going to happen if you throw a bottle of piss out the window. Yeah. And then you're, you're well. moving at 70 miles an hour, do yeah. you know what I mean? Someone that piss is coming back in. Me, yeah. I've had it where it's like, ash out the window. The uh, I just got Ben's piss on her face. <laughs> I once threw a banana skin out the window when I was it's a kid. Back in the and no, no, it, 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 <laughs> oh, it, it went flat on the windscreen on the, of the car that's, behind us. That's yeah. equally as good, actually. It felt like I was like in Mario Kart. <laughs> Mario Kart, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate those bananas. I love Mario Kart. Yeah, but those bananas, of course, have it. They do, don't they? The, 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 the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the triple one. Come on. when someone lays on last minute. Who would like to pick a number next? Four. Four. Uh, what's the one thing you wish would grow on trees? We are surrounded by quite a lot of them, so... Everything grows on trees. Yeah. Why would you want to wish it any different? Yeah. Your food grows on trees. On what trees, else would you so. want to grow on your tree? Seriously. <laughs> Come on. She solved it, guys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That, sorry. That was sorry. the real hijack. Drop yeah. Sorry to hijack. Well, no. You fucking owned that shit. Food. <laughs> what would you what want to grow on trees? <laughs> trees. Got some fuel. Trees like on everything trees. I ever energy. Need. Just, just energy. It's a good one. Sorry about that. Anyway, um, that's all right. It's all right. Um, I wanted to say money. Uh, yeah, money, that was the inclination, yeah. wasn't it? Um, Jim, find, final, uh, final number, oh, number. Of, of this whole bitching question generator. Oh, number. Yeah. Seven hundred and seventy-seven. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? An elephant? 
to kill. Depends. Like, I reckon. That's a bit harsh. Depends how. If you just like I suffocate need, an elephant yeah, with I a chicken, you need, then it you depends, can kill it yeah, with it one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it really I literally thought of like a cylinder. It really depends on A cylinder around an elephant and just like that many chickens that <laughs> in that area it would just watch the elephant. I've just got this in horrible... that case there's a very specific number of chickens but if you just like released a million chickens they wouldn't kill the elephant no but in the contained space oh in a contained space yeah they're fighting each other you know yeah I think the question is how many chickens would die in a fight between a chicken and an elephant probably quite a lot Quite a lot, but how many chickens would it take? Well, it depends. If you could use good, one to kill an elephant, and you've only killed so one chicken. He's going to be like, if he sees a chicken, he's going to keep stamping around and like, Maybe you could put so like he's going to have to have more than you think. Poison on the chicken, so the moment the elephant touches the chicken. That's cheating, though. Is it? Yeah. That wasn't no one really, mentioned poison. That's not part just, of the question, though, is it? We were just talking about chicken and elephant. <laughs> and, and these are the deep philosophical questions <laughs> we quite often like to approach on Bitch and Brew. It's working. On that note, thank you very much, guys. <laughs> the EP No Show comes out on September 20. September Sep- 20. September Sep- 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 20. September Sep- 20. Um, September 23rd. And uh, in the meantime, cheers, everyone. Cheers. cheers. Thank you very much to the lovely humans in Sur for their time there. If you if you look at the artwork for this podcast, you will see how we all did give our very best screw faces for the photo. Now, as I mentioned, they've got a new EP coming out on September 23rd. It's called No Show. Uh, they're playing pretty much every festival under the sun throughout the rest of the summer, including Arctangent, Boomtown, uh, Big Scary Monsters, Big Day Out in Hackney. Um, and then they are out on the road across the UK with the awesome St. Agnes in October so go and check both of those bands the bloody hell out Um, and just like that we have reached our last chat on the 2003 special our our headliners if you will and um, I was extremely happy to welcome a band who uh, this year sort of solidified their status as firm favourites among the 2003's crowd and and beyond, really, uh, when they took their rightful place on the main stage on the Friday. I am, of course, talking about Brutus, the brilliant Belgian three-piece, who we've been talking about quite a lot uh, on on the Bitch and Review off the back of their... uh, uh, phenomenal third album which is called Ness which I think for both Brad and I is a sort of an album of the year contender right now uh, came out once again on Hassle Records That's that. those are two things we've been championing a lot over this two part special the Bristol scene and Hassle Records sometimes at the same time but they're both brilliant right now um, and I was very fortunate to catch up with uh, Brutus's singer and drummer Stephanie Manetz and uh, and their guitarist Sten Van Hogarden. Um, sorry if I've mispronounced your your surnames, guys. Um, yeah, I caught up with them after their set on the main stage and and picked their brains about about Nest among other things. Um, I don't think I can say much more beyond that. Um, I'll let our chat do the talking. This is Sten and Stephanie from Brutus on Bitchin Brew.
There we go. Cheers. Is it uh, Prost? Lovely. Yeah, well, uh, Sten and uh, Stephanie from Brutus, welcome to welcome to Bitchin Brew. Um, Thank you. Uh, it's your third time here yeah. at 2000 Trees in a row. Three years in a row. I think so, yeah. Um, and uh, it's really awesome to see you move from like the cave stage yeah. to the Axiom to the main stage at yeah. long last. Yeah, that's crazy. When when you first came here in 2017, did you did you kind of look at the main stage and go, one day we'll be on that stage? I actually remember. Was it? Um, uh, I saw the bands play the first year we played here. I saw. I watched some bands at the main stage, and I was like, "This is too many people for us." <laughs> so it's nice to be able to play in the small, smallest tent of, uh, of yeah. the three stages. So yeah, today was a bit surreal for me, mm. but in a, it was really nice. In a yeah. good way. In a good way. Yeah. And the weather was amazing. Yes. So you know, crowd was amazing. Beautiful people. So it was yeah. really great. I wasn't expecting to hear Sugar Dragon. Oh yeah. Um, and that was that was a real big moment for me. We we love the record on Bitchin Brew and um, and you know congratulations thank on it. So um, I should say by the way, thank you very much to uh, Purity Brewing Company for the, for the delicious beer. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, you're kind of uh, well, Stephanie. You yeah, went for like the you went. <laughs> You went for the, the bunny hop, the pale ale, yeah. and uh, then you went for the lager. Yeah. Um, I actually, uh, I used to work, uh, until very recently, um, I'm based on the south coast of the UK, and I used to work in a, a Belgian-themed oh, bar. Really? So I got to know cool. Belgian beers awesome. quite well. Nice, which is your favorite? Um, I love quark. Quack, yeah. Quack. yeah, with the funny glass. Yeah, the funny glass. Although pe people loved the funny glass, like they thought it was really cool. Like yeah. it's not like a normal beer glass, but they just end up breaking them because yeah, they yeah, wouldn't no. put them in the in the wooden stock oh, yeah, or yeah. whatever. And, and there's also a trick uh, for the last sip of your beer: you have to turn it. Because otherwise you get the beer in your face if you turn it really slow when you drink it. Yeah. You don't make a mess. Really? Yeah, it's it's a thing. Yeah. Um, I, I really like the. Um, me and my girlfriend ordered um, a crate of uh, Lindemann's Creek. Yes. Yeah. And had Very that. Very sweet. Yeah, it's lovely, isn't it? And uh, we had that over Christmas, and it was because the alcohol like volume is is quite low. Yes. Yeah. You can just drink it like a, a sort of a soft drink, like yeah, a, it's like just a lemonade. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, what, what about you? What are your favourite? Belgian beers. Uh, normal lager, I like uh, Jupiler. Yeah, me too, Jupiler. Jupiler and uh, stronger beers, I like Orval. Which one, sorry? Orval. Okay, yeah. And uh, Duvel. Duvel, yeah. yeah. Duvel was very popular yeah. in like the bottles, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We very had nice. we had our own uh, Pilsner and and Witbeer and Blombeer, which were brewed by the uh, is it Westmaler? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had like Westmaler on tap as well. Wow. That's also so, yeah. a nice one. That's yeah, really yeah, it's one. great. Well, no, thank you very much and, yeah, uh, and cheers. cheers, cheers. Here's to um, cheers. Here's, here's to the album. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the, the album, I suppose, you know, when, when you listen to it, it kind of sounds like it's born from this sort of very joyous, but uh, quite unsettled place, if that makes sense. Yes, actually, yeah. yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Total <laughs> Co sense. Coming out of, um, coming out of, of Burst and all the touring for that, because you toured quite heavily for that record, how were you kind of feeling creatively and just sort of energy-wise? You had a lot of energy to start yeah. writing the album. I think also if you're on the road really long playing the same record, I think we were all ready to like start diving into like new songs and we had some stuff ready along the way and we were writing 
when we were touring. So it was it was a nice change of pace. It was really nice. So mm. for me, the, the, when we started writing for the new record, it was right in time. It was yeah. perfect perfect time to start writing again. Yeah. And and tell me about the themes of the of the record because I understand it's you know largely focuses around uh, sort of being away from home and kind of making sure that you still can sort of keep the connections with the people that are important to you back home was yes. that is that kind of a, a central that's the whole record <laughs> yeah I guess. There's stuff, some stuff in between but that's the general feeling yeah of the record that's also like pretty early on in the when we were in the writing process we uh we decided that nest was going to be the, the album title yeah yeah because we were yeah you're away from home you, you don't see your family and your friends and that much and yeah so that was just at the moment our way of life I guess so yeah that was what was on our mind that's what that's on our mind and that's what came out yeah. but, but I guess the happy thing about it is you, you sort of develop a new family on the road with bands that you tour with and crew yeah. and, and just fans as well that you yeah, sort of definitely. see regularly at shows right yeah true Fantastic. So um, you're coming back to the UK uh, in uh, when is it? Is it uh, November or December? I think it is. Uh, with Cult of Luna yes. and um, and the brilliant AA Williams, yes. who's a brilliant uh, British artist over here. Yeah. You're kind of the the middle band between two sort of I wouldn't necessarily call them slower bands, yeah, but, but you're kind of the, the yeah. more energetic band of the, of the three. Yeah. So um, so what? sort of mindset are you thinking you might sort of adopt for those shows being sandwiched between those two bands I think do what we always do yeah do what we always do but still like Cult of Luna just put out a song it's very fast for them oh really I don't know it's I haven't heard called this yet. The Silent Man I think it's dun, 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 all yeah, song it's, like, it's very very hard very good it's the best band in the world so. <laughs> but yeah I think we just do a normal set maybe we would I think it will be switch some songs because yeah. we have slower songs, but, but yeah, yeah. No, we'll see. I don't think, I don't feel like we have to change huh. the way what, or what we play or how we play, depending on who we play with. I mean, they were kind enough to ask us to join them on tour, so I yeah. guess we'll just do what we do. Yeah. 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 Have you toured with them before? No. No, never. Oh wow, that yeah. must be like a real oh, yeah. off the uh, yeah, off the yeah, off the dream tour. <laughs> oh yeah. Right, so um, before you go, um, we're obviously here at 2000 Trees, um, so can I ask you uh, to pick a number between 1 and 2000? Okay. 4. Uh, sorry? 4. 4. Um, what is the one thing that you wish would grow on trees? Grow, for example? Yeah, like a little bit. a Here. No, cigarette Ice creams? Ice creams. <laughs> like the rocket, I call it the rocket ice, ice creams. Yeah, the popsicles. Oh, what, like the actual like, ice yeah. lollies, like yes. rocket shape. Yeah, they are good. Yeah. They yeah, are really maybe good. Maybe, no, money is too easy. No, I go for the ice creams. Yeah, I like the sound good choice, of that. Good choice, good choice. Stan, what would you go for? Um, guitar picks. Sorry? <laughs> guitar picks. <laughs> Because I always, always, always lose, and it would be nice to, like before you go on stage just to go like. And, uh, that would Done. Be nice. Yeah. That would yeah. Be awesome. Just go to. The, I mean, there's a lot of trees here, yeah. so you could just like. Two thousand trees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Around that amount. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not. I'd, I'd like to think someone actually counted that them would be cool. on the farm, and there was exactly two thousand. That would be awesome. <laughs>
excellent time there had with Sten and Stephanie, two-thirds of the band Brutus. If you haven't heard Nest yet, I applore you to do so. It's out now on Hassle Records, and obviously go and see them supporting Cult of Luna alongside A.A. Williams. It dates across the UK and mainland Europe in November and December. That show is going to be huge, and um, with a heavy sigh. (sighs) There we go sound effects um the same sort of side that you kind of let out when we have to leave upcoat farm for another year you know that that really quite sad sound we have we have reached the end of bitch and brews 2003 special um but that is not the last you'll hear of trees 2019 on bitch and brew no sorry bob uh, because we will be bringing you a special edition of the Bitch and Review, where Brad and I will be breaking down each day of the festival, uh, all the excellent bands we saw, um, and just feeling that little bit more sad that we can't just quit our jobs and live on site all year round. Um, so that is coming very, very soon. I'm not going to put an exact date on it, because as I mentioned, I'm on holiday as you listen to this, uh, but we will be meeting up as soon as I uh, as we can to, to record that, so I can imagine you'll get it within the next few days if you're listening to this. Uh, on the date of release um, of course make sure you're subscribed to hear it first hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're using to listen to Bitch and Brew um, and if you are a first time listener then there are a then there is sorry bad grammar there a, a plethora of episodes to go back and check out featuring some uh, longer chats with the likes of Enter Shikari uh, Milk Teeth Jamie Lemon there's some backstage festival chats with Cancer Bat Newfound Glory uh, The Bronx Employed to Serve uh, we did a 2003 special last year we'd had the likes of uh, Black Peaks and Conjurer and the Dirty Nil on it just tons of fucking excellent bands um, if you ask me uh, before I go um, there is a, a short list of thank yous that I need to get through. My voice is slowly failing me. I'm dehydrated and and the silent disco totally shagged out my vocal cords at 2000 Trees. But, you know, there are are people without whom this podcast probably wouldn't have happened. And so I need to give them a bit of a shout out. Um, It not even probably wouldn't have happened. It definitely wouldn't have happened. Uh, So I want to send a big love and thanks to Matt Hughes and Hayley Connolly, uh, Matt Benton, Hannah Gillica, Tom Doyle and Sarah Maynard, some of the best people in the music PR game right now. Um, Thanks, obviously, to the team working relentlessly behind the scenes at 2000 Trees so that we could all have an excellent weekend. I know it's not easy business for you guys, so I promise you your efforts have not gone unnoticed. We all had an amazing time. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you to Jake and the Purity Brewing Co. gang for the beer hookup. If you fancy yourself some great beer with real character, then head over to puritybrewing.com. But only if you're going to drink responsibly, because irresponsible drinking, let's say it together is for bell ends um a big thank you to tasmin bygrave for all her help in uh, taking photos and sort of helping out behind the scenes across the weekend um and i couldn't not thank all the members of all the bands who've heard from across this two-part special um i'm sure it'll only be a matter of time before we get them all back on for another slightly longer chat in their own right uh final thank you i promise you now goes to you my beautiful, beautiful listeners, whether you are a regular listener to Bitch and Brew or you picked up a flyer from the merch tent at Trees and thought, oh, you know what, I will check that out. Whoever you are, wherever you are, 
I couldn't have fucking done this without you. Thank you so much. And if you have enjoyed this podcast and you and you haven't subscribed yet, fucking subscribe already. Um, sorry, that was way too aggressive. Um, but yeah, subscribe if you have enjoyed this episode. There's there's plenty more good stuff to come. And if you are feeling extra generous, then then let your real friends and your internet friends know about this. Um, an in, an independent podcast like Bitch and Brew uh, depends on your support. And and with any luck, we'll be able to head along to a couple more UK festivals this year and do this all over again. So yeah, that's it for backstage chatter from 2000 Trees. We'll be back very very soon with our full review of the festival. Uh, this is Bitch and Brew. I've been Danny Randon, and until next time, don't forget to be loud, be kind, and above all, be bitching.